make you so special? Why did he bless you? Think about it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Got a smile when I say that shit. Ah! Um, did, did you used to have sleeves on that shirt and then you flexed and then they broke? Yeah, I did. That's Fair sad. Enough. It happens to a lot of my clothing. Really? Yeah. That's just absolutely heartbreaking. No, it's a struggle. You probably don't know about it. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> See, I clearly have sleeves on. <laughs> and these aren't even like, like I, can fit my, I can fit my fist in there, you know? Like, I get some room for improvement, is what I'm trying to say. So, like, like honestly, I just. I feel like I brought you on here to teach me how to improve upon that. The weightlifting aspect? Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot to teach about that. We're with, we're with bodybuilding <laughs> expert, Acacia. Expert. Expert. Yeah. Look at you go. Can't you tell. <laughs> All right, just switch up the topic just because this is something, this is a concept that you've kind of introduced me to a lot like lately, and I think it's like extremely interesting. We've been talking about it a lot lately too. Mm-hmm. But, like, beauty is learned. Like, it's culturally learned. And that, it, like, that just blows my mind. Like, I don't know why, but I was living with, like, the preconceived notion. I mean, I learned this in a documentary, and then I also, like, it was reaffirmed to you, like, by you. But beauty is learned, and I don't know why, but I thought it was completely innate. Like, like almost like instinct, like, to, to favor that particular person over that other person. Uh, because of certain characteristics they might have. Like, I just thought that was all, like, genetically ingrained in me, but a lot of it's learned, which is crazy. Yeah, because I feel like whenever you look in the past, you see how much, like, different cultures and different, like, generations change with, like, their perception of what's beautiful at that time or part of the world, and how could it be innate if it's, like, always changing, you know? True. So I feel like beauty is, like, a socially made idea. Like, there's an ideal, beautiful thing or whatever. That like, the physical exterior of beauty. Yeah, yeah. Like, these characteristics are beautiful and these aren't. And it's diff I feel like it's different for, like, different... No, I feel like it is different, like, for different parts of the world and, like, different generations. It changes... All the time. I know, so, like, some cultures, they have, like, rings around their neck because they perceive women to, like, with long necks to be beautiful. So they'll, like, literally stretch out these girls' necks to, like, very far extents by putting rings around them. And, like, same thing with, like, putting, like, lips, like, something with, uh, putting, like, rings in the lips or something to, like, make, like, massive, almost gauges, like, in your bottom lip. Because really? they, they see that as beautiful. Yeah, I heard about the rings, but I never heard about the gauges and the lip. Which, like, it sounds crazy from somebody in our culture, but at the same time, like, like we kind of put women through the same thing. And, like... Yeah. I mean, it, 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 you could say, like, for both genders, but, like, it's crazy to think, like, the extent will go to fulfill this beauty that's so elusive at the same time. You know, I also think it's funny that uh, typically with older couples, I feel like... They don't like body piercings, you know. They don't like facial piercings, nose piercings, things like that, or, like, tattoos in a lot of cases. But it's funny because, like, ear piercings are acceptable, right? Like, almost every one, every female, I feel like, at a young age gets their ears pierced. Most. Many True. females. and Definitely majority. Yeah. A considerable majority. 
Yeah, and like that's socially acceptable because it's your ears, but not your face for some reason. I, I don't know. It's just funny how your society accepts certain things and not others for True. different reasons. And it's kind of an art too, because like how you define it is completely subjective, and it's constantly changing. And like what's trendy, what looks good now. Yeah, that's a good point. Because I mean, if you watch a movie like an old movie, even even is is new but still like old from like. The early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Like, the girls just, like, I mean, you could say everybody in the movie, but, like, specifically talking about, like, women's beauty, like, and what is perceived as attractive. Like, you can tell, like, the hairstyles have changed, the clothing's mm-hmm. changed. Like, that's so interesting. That really is. And how fast it changes, too. You know, I feel like trends change so fast. It's, Absolutely. It's a weird phenomenon like i i heard uh like guys they they'll switch up the like beauty trends or not not beauty trends but the the fashion trends Mm -hmm. that's a better word and like what guys will wear like what's cool what's in i don't remember how much it was but it was like once once or twice or four times max a year Mm -hmm. and women they've actually like somehow figured out how to manipulate it so that they change it every week so it's once every like they change it 52 times a year like literally every week so that you mm-hmm. constantly have this insatiable desire to buy more buy more buy more because you feel like you're always chasing something and you're never going to catch it and they know that and they like use that against like particular people but it's what is it really it's to meet that like quota but yeah. like a quota that is so elusive to even define. Like it's so, it's it's constantly changing. So I feel like at some at some point, like I don't know. Like they say, like the most beautiful women in the world are like the most insecure. So like at the same time, it's really interesting to me. Like like why not why not take a step back and be like, hey, I'm content with how I look. Like I I am beautiful. Like just be like happy with that. Be accepting of that. You know. I am interested where you heard that. Where? where? Yeah. The fifty-two like... weeks. The like like the trends changing every fifty-two weeks. Is that your friend? Uh, no, how uh, most people who are attractive or whatever per se see themselves as like are self-conscious about themselves. That I actually heard in a TED talk recently that was oh, okay. given by a retired Victoria's Secret model or something. Oh. And she was saying how she had worked with all these Victoria's Secret uh-huh. models and these Victoria's Secret models were um, like she's like you wouldn't believe it like these like girls walking down the runway that everyone wants to be like all these girls are tweeting about it wanting to be that mm-hmm. but they're the most insecure people you'll ever meet. Yeah. That's wild to me cuz they're always chasing something they're never going to find. Yeah. It's like it's never good enough. People just always want more. They just always want to, you know. It's like you don't know what you have until you've had it once and lost it. Or, I, you know, it's crazy that people take certain things like that for granted in a lot of ways. Uh, things like what for granted? Just, like... In another way, happiness, for example, have you ever heard, like, the saying, um, to be genuinely happy, you have to be um, down a few times, you know, to know what it feels like to be happy? I've I've heard that in a similar aspect to, like, mm-hmm. be able, like, 
kind of like the like on the topic of like duality like mm-hmm. if to f- fully understand good you have to fully understand evil which is um I, I think I was explaining this to you like yesterday but uh I feel like I've when I was younger a lot of my childhood this is gonna make me sound like I've like grew up in a terrible home I, I I'm thankful for my childhood but I was able to understand the concept of hate and what it's like to hate somebody and to be hated and I feel like in a weird way, I now, like, in a more logical, like, mature state of mind, I'm able to understand, and maybe not necessarily define, but understand a little bit more what love is, because I understand what it's like to, like, hate somebody and be hated. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense in some ways. But, um... I don't know. What does it mean to love someone in that aspect? Like, if you know what it feels like to be hated and you learn to love from that, what is your version of love? It's almost like the same concept as, like, like whenever you're, like, with your... Like, you see your parents growing up. Like, we've all had this similar experience. Like, your parents, you kind of are, like observing them and like nitpicking like okay mom does this i like what i like how mom does this in comparison to dad or mm-hmm. I, mom does this well mom does this well mom does this well but she is so stubborn i will never be like that i'll never be like that it's kind of the same logic applied to that so like like on the aspect of hate on the topic of hate um okay so this is what this is what hate feels like and this is what you do when you hate somebody you go out of your way to like make them feel worse like you actually like want them to suffer like you'll you'll go out of your way to like cause pain for somebody so like on the opposite end of the spectrum how i like would perceive love is oh you just do the opposite you and not that i'm saying not that i'm arguing that hate and uh-huh. love or like pull, uh, uh-huh. polar opposites or anything but but I got off track there. Um, but I, I would just do the opposite of what I would do while hating somebody. I feel like, I'm not saying that's how, like, I always think when I, like, really genuinely care about somebody. But I feel like understanding what it feels like on the shitty end has somehow given me a better understanding of what it feels like, like, on the good end and like to actually care about somebody that makes a lot of sense so kind of like going out of your way to like make things worse for people would be like hey as you said but going out of your way to like improve someone's um day or lifestyle or just help them in some way is kind of like love is what you're saying yeah yeah okay i see that Especially on, like, that topic, like, going out of your way. Like, going out of your way to cause pleasure for somebody or happiness versus going out of your way to, like, solve hate. And you also, like, whenever you, like, hate, 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 you just realize, like, how energy depleting it is upon yourself. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's the irony about the the thing about, like, love. Like, whenever, whenever you're, like doing loving acts it feels good and it's the exact opposite of energy depleting like you feel like refreshed you feel full you're like yeah let's go like and it's like literally the exact opposite when you're hating somebody else and your thoughts are like constantly dominated by like what can i do to fuck them over what can i do to do this what can i do 
like and or like what can I do to like defend what they might do to me like you're mm-hmm. anticipating them constantly it's so fucking energy depleting like you are just mentally just drained yeah it doesn't help you at all really because I've like you know I don't think anyone likes to admit it but I think in some circumstances in their, your life people have done that you know kind of go out of their way to make someone upset or make someone you know feel lesser maybe like revenge and it really doesn't do any good for you like what good is that doing causing someone else pain why why like I just don't see how that's fulfilling true and I heard this really awesome um quote actually Ruby Rose put it on her Instagram story and it was the best kind of revenge is simply no revenge Move on, be happy. It's so simple, but it's so true. Mm. Just, like, move on and be happy. Like, be your own self instead of being involved in other people's um, problems or trying to worsen their lives or, you know. That's so true. Yeah. Because you're, like, giving energy to that problem. Yeah, exactly. Which is just all negativity. Just negative spiral for everybody. Yeah. It really is. It's like it's a lose lose, which love is like a love or it's a win win. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They are very opposite. There there's like some polarity there. Yeah. That is interesting. And it's weird because you could argue, you know, love and hate aren't um exactly opposites of each other. I remember you said that before. And it's funny because maybe that's not exactly what hate is or that's not exactly what love is, but it's like the best way to explain it and it's crazy because i feel like humans have to categorize some emotions and they categorize it into either love or hate or like indifference well what about like the gray areas in between if you can't explain it like you don't label it true true it's it's interesting it is hard to say like like would you would you say um just off the top of your head like would you say that love and hate are opposites or um, I can't really say, like, you know, if I saw the Google definitions and I was like, what's the Google definition for love and what's the Google definition for hate, then I could technically explain that. But, like, me personally, I don't even, can't fully wrap my head around what true hate is. I can't fully wrap my head around what true love is, you know, like, it's just such a difficult concept to me that's a good point because regardless of how much hate you felt towards anybody how much love you felt towards anybody you're still limited yeah you're only limited to your own experience yeah exactly that's a good point i consider that yeah i i don't know i don't know the answer to that question either yeah i think it makes a lot of sense to say that they're opposites and i think it makes a lot of sense to say they're not at the same time Mm -hmm. I've, i've heard two of the best answers i've heard on that uh, one one being, I asked my old roommate, I'm like, what do you think the opposite of hate is? And he said, I think it's not caring at all. Or opposite of love, I apologize. Like, he's, he said it's it's not caring. That's so true. I see that. And I understand that now because it came, the idea occurred to me that I feel like when people are hating or they're putting hate on someone else, you know, I'll put they air quotes care. around it. They care. Yeah. It's because they're either hurt about something that that person did. They're hurt about something in their life. They're putting in energy to um, change this person's perception, you know? Get revenge. Yeah. Get, get revenge. Yeah. So 
indifference is literally just no energy being put out at all, you know, like love or hate. So I could see what he means. Like, I guess on that same topic, you could argue that not caring is the opposite of hate too, though. That is also true. It's like a, it's like a, they got a weird love triangle. I know, no, no, that's a really good way to explain it. That's so true. That is, that is bizarre. I've never thought about that. I've never thought about that. But in reality, like, who comes up with these labels anyways, and everyone follows them daily, but who's to say that, I don't know, everyone has the same ideas or, um, yeah, opinions about things. Or everybody feels that same emotion in the same way. Exactly. Or to the same, like, extreme. Exactly. Because, I mean, we all know people that get, like, angry, and then we know people that get really fucking angry. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's no way that, like, either they're dealing with it differently or they're just, like, somebody's really, like, really feeling it a lot more than somebody else. Yeah. Well, that is interesting. The, the other uh, the other good argument I heard from the opposite of, like, hate or the, the opposite of love is that they, uh, my buddy Colin argued that episode number 40, you got to memorize the big deal. Uh, <laughs> he, he argued that hate, no, that, yeah, hate is its own entity, like not, not opposite of love, but it's its own entity because it is a lack of love. So like he argued that like, since we're feeling like the, like what love isn't, we respond by hating. I found okay. that to be a very interesting argument. I feel like there's a lot of different reasons for hate, too, you know? Like, the ones we're coming up with at the top of our head is obviously, like, revenge or, like, hating on someone because of jealousy or, you know, whatever those reasons may be. But, you know, there's I feel like there's other forms of hate, too, you know? True, true. So you said revenge, jealousy... You know. Jealousy is just love and hate at the same time. Drake. That's true. <laughs> like he, I was listening to music one day and I was like, holy shit, that's true. That is some deep shit. Yeah. That is it really true. is. I don't know if I've ever felt the emotion of jealousy. I really don't. Maybe maybe when I was younger, but like in the past like probably like five years, I really cannot remember. But then like then again it might be like disguised as another emotion, you know? Yeah, that's true. I've heard that jealousy is, like, one of the worst emotions you can have. But it that's interesting to me, because if it's something that you can't control, then, you know. What can, can you? you do? What can you do? Yeah. I, I don't know. Can you control jealousy? You can act on it, but you can't really control that feeling of jealousy, I feel like. True. You could, you could if you, like, feel that emotion, you could control it by... Thinking through logically what the deeper problem there is, and you might find that you are unable to, like, accept yourself, and maybe somebody else has a quality in them that you wish you had, but they Mm -hmm. don't, so then you could realize that that's completely, like, within yourself, that that's the reason you're jealous, then... Then you can always control that and change that, but... Yeah, but it's kind of hard to change that for some people. True. Like, changing your perception on things like, oh, screw society's um, standards on beauty or whatever, even, you know, um, I kind of lost my train of thought, too, but... 
you were kind of saying like if people were like closed off to changing their own perception. Yeah, so I don't know. It's really hard to like vocalize what I'm trying to say, but some people have more control over the way they perceive themselves in the eyes of like the world or society. Some people just simply can't do that, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like they they are. Uh, it's almost like they accept things as like full truths whenever they do accept them, and they're unwilling to change. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. I mean, that's the hardest thing is making somebody who's closed minded, open minded. I mean, not the hardest thing, but that's hard. That's difficult. Yeah. That's not a task I can handle. I'll humbly admit that. What do you think makes people open minded in comparison to closed minded people? Because I, I think you're very open minded. I would definitely, I would definitely give you that like label. <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, you're welcome. Um, yeah, that's a really good idea. I feel like just seeing the world like makes you more open minded. Because if you're gonna be in the same area your whole life, if you're not really gonna see a lot outside of your home or with the media, maybe even. You're just gonna see what's there. You know, it's like you're kind of conditioned to believe that's that's the way it is, mm-hmm. and no other way. I feel like that's what closed-minded is. You believe that is the way, and there's no other way. But I feel like people who are open-minded kind of usually have experiences, or they go out and see other things, see other people. Because as much as I hate to admit it, I truly believe people are formed. Um, based on all the crap that's dumped on them from birth with through society. Mm-hmm. Like, just all this stuff keeps getting dumped on people, and you just kind of grow up and sort it out and make do with what you're given. And Absolutely. The only thing being dumped on you is, you know, a small, um, encompassing area of things. I feel like you're going to be closed-minded, but if you're getting... Uh, things dumped on you from this part of the world, from this aunt. She's super different. You know, I, people in your life, I feel like, um, change you a lot, too. So I feel like that's... And it comes out of the choices and, like, how you react to those people. Yeah. Like, if there's, like, a, a good point, like, an aunt that you, like, maybe you lived in this little tiny bubble, and then one day, when you're 11 years old, you go over to your aunt's house, and you're... Mm-hmm. You're like, what's up, Aunt Susie? And she's she's just like the coolest person to you. Like, you just mm-hmm. think she's so awesome. And from that moment on, you're like, I'm going to be more like her. Like, just just having that aunt, like you said, like, that could mm-hmm. just open you up to so many possibilities. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. It is. And also, like, the mental state you were in. Like, if you were, like, really negative and closed-minded that day, maybe you would have rejected her as, like, somebody you wanted to get to know better. Like... So many variables at play. Yeah, and you never know if you passed up a life-changing opportunity. True, true. Yeah. Like, who knows? All the uh, all the DMs that you get, you know, all the DMs on Instagram or Twitter. Who knows? You, you could go call those Tinder dates up. No, I'm just kidding. Right? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can use it to your advantage these days, right? <laughs> Free dinner, I'm there. Yeah, for real. Like, Deuces. I, <laughs> yeah. You want me to pick you up? No, I'll drive myself. <laughs> yeah, it's literally about self-promotion, mainly. Like, Tinder is, like, 
total, it's so much self-promotion. It's like, oh, you know, my name's Sally, blah, blah. Here's all my pictures and stuff, but right below is my Instagram. Below that, here's my Tumblr. <laughs> and I also have a blog spot you should check out. You know, it's like... <laughs> It's, oh, it's just so funny what social media has grown into in that way. It really is. It really is. That's not far from the truth at all. That's really funny. Yeah, that's it. Well, you, you're the one who told me, and this is so funny to me. It's so just wild and outlandish. But you said that people on Tinder, like, they'll they'll literally get Tinder. Like, girl, you, you said girls. Girls on Tinder yeah, will actually get, like, Tinder to promote their Instagram. And, like, all that other stuff, like you said. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and no other reason. And the also, go to, like, lengths to even uh, match with them, but not respond to their messages. Because if you match with them, you're getting more of their attention than if they're just swiping. Oh, so absolutely. at the time, they don't look at your bio or whatever. At least that's what I hear from a lot of males. They just <laughs> swipe through. But, yeah. So, yeah, I can see that with guys. Like, I feel like guys, they literally, they're not even learning names, you know? Yeah. Just like, I, I've never gotten on Tinder, so I don't know how it is, but, like, mm. I'm, I'm imagining, like, they, they, like, they're literally just looking at pictures. Just, like, yeah. hot, not, like. Yeah, yeah. That is very funny, though. That I is know. very funny to me. I guess it's smart in some ways, but. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Hey, she actually, um. She's gonna be here in like a few minutes, and the conversation hit a dead point. So if you okay. wanna, if you wanna get ready to fly out of here and over to wherever, let's do it. Cool. We're actually going to hang out with Nikki, who was on my last podcast, whatever episode that was. Oh, I want to check that out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you'll like it. She's she's uh, let's promote it. I'll promote it to you for the last <laughs> few minutes. Uh, yeah, she's somebody I've known my entire life, as you know, mm -hmm. and. Or, no, since eighth grade, and she's been a very good friend of mine. And we actually, it was the coolest spot I've done a podcast at because we got the backdrop of downtown Kansas City in the background. Oh, wow. And then there's okay. like a little like pond area. It's really cool scenery. Oh, wow. She, she, like, I'm like, hey, we should do a podcast while I'm in town. Like, I would love to do one with you. Uh -huh. And um, she's been, been living in Arizona, so I don't get to see her that often. Mm -hmm. And she's like, yeah, absolutely, let's do it. And she's like, I know a good place, and we end up cool. going there. Cool, oh my gosh, yeah. That was cool. All right, I'm excited cool. then. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we went almost 30 minutes, so perfect. Cool, thank you guys for watching. Thank you, Acacia, for coming on and okay. hanging out with me. Always love it. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, bye.